0: MMA, Muay Thai, boxing, BJJ, and strength and conditioning. This is the Fight City Gym Podcast with your host, Ross Adkin. So, uh, yeah, I should mention here, just for those who don't know, apart from all the Bama cage warriors, (laughs) you actually referee something far more important. How <laughs> <laughs> white-collar yeah. yeah? Welcome, Dan, the gentleman from to the Fight City Gym podcast. How are you doing today, mate?
1: I'm good, Ross. Thanks for having me, my friend.
0: No worries. Um, yeah, so you want to start by telling us about yourself, you know, start from growing up, whatever, how you got to this point and how you ended up becoming a sort of combat sports referee and, you know, the journey to that point.
1: Ooh, that's a long journey. I'm 36 years old now, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, as as most people, if if they've heard other stuff or, or read my uh, uh, profile, I don't know on, on Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is. Like, I was born born in England. My dad's Iranian, mum's English. Um, we lived over there until I was 12. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to be able to do my primary school in Iran, which is a experience. Um, and then came to England to finish off my secondary school. And one way or another, I've always had combat sports in, in my blood, whether it be from kickboxing that I used to do, uh, or even karate when I used to train in Iran as well. I've done a couple of summer camps or karate summer camps. Um, and one thing led to another. I ended up working in a gym called Blue Rock Gym, uh, which is now formerly known as Metroflex, which Wolf from Gladiators, if those of you are old enough can remember Gladiators, a TV programme on ITV at the time. Uh, he used to own, and I used to work behind the reception desk there. And um, he was into his MMA, and he knew Dave to run Cage Rage back in the days. Um, and next thing you know, I'm I'm up uh, Haygate Centre in uh, up Elephant Castle. Um, training with the elite fighting system and then getting into MMA that way um, so that that was that was my intro to mixed martial arts but obviously at that time as you know Ross Blockbuster was around as well and a lot of the VHSs of, of UFC uh, 2, 3, 4 were, were, were available and everyone had you know we, we were crazed by it, like oh what's this what's this new sport or what's this new uh violence that you know as a teenager you you know you get to watch uh, and you get to hire from blockbuster and and bring home and watch
0: and to be able to find the gym that done something similar to that was was pretty cool for me all right cool so then um and you sort of got into refereeing so that's obviously that's quite a unique thing you know not a lot of people sort of uh you know it's, it's a a good chance to sort of hear a different sort of journey it's not, you know it's not don't sit you know there's no, not many referees out there as fighters is there um so sort of everyone um, wants to be but so yeah. no one one really he talks about being a referee but um you've had some great experiences obviously i know yeah. so how did you get how did you end up as a ref
1: as a ref look it's first of all you know there are not many referees who used to fight but obviously there are there are plenty of them as well. You know, you don't have to be a fighter to to, to be a referee. I was just fortunate enough that at the time, uh, look, any anyone who looks at my combat record, mate, it's, it's uh, it isn't it is the best, you know, but it's not the worst either. Um, you know, but going back to fighting, you know, I I lost my first eight professional fights um, before I got my first win, and back then, anyway, back then there was no such thing as amateur fights. You know, if you wanted to fight, it was there. You fight four rounds, gloves, three five minute rounds, off you go. You know, um, whereas you know today we you know most most of the guys and girls are fortunate enough to have a, a a system where where there is amateur rule sets for them to be able to have that pathway to, to get to professional if they want to get there. Um, but like I said, I was I, you know I, I had my first eight fights, lost them, and then I went and winning lot like, my uh, next five fights. And worse at the time, yeah, you know, you're looking at it. I had I had my baby boy cast at the time as well. You're kind of looking at it and going, look, you know, this isn't for me. Like I can't make, you know, I will never make it professional, even though I'm fine under professional rule sets. Um, I will never make a living out of this. Um, but you know, I love the sport, and at the time I was training at Team Titan as well. And uh, Ashley Grimshaw and Philip Two had a show on, or Philip Two had a show on, and Ashley was running somebody. At that time, at a specific time, a couple of amateur fights that he wanted to put on on the card, and he said to me, "Dan, do you fancy refereeing it? You know, you—I've you know, seen you fight, you train here, you know—I've seen you work around other shows because I used to do like the commission, well, the run, being a runner at cage rage events back at Wembley, um, so I kind of knew the gist of how things should work and, and the rule sets, etc. And basically, that's how I fell into refereeing. I've done two amateur fights um, uh, on that show. Which touch wood went smoothly. There was no complications. It, good fights for me to officiate. Um, and from there, I just fell in love with it. I've always, when I used to work at K Drake as a runner, just helping out backstage, you know, I used to be around, you know, around the likes of uh, Leon Roberts and Grant Waterman and Mark Woodard. And then obviously later on, Mark Goddard as well, seeing him officiate. So I've always watched them, looked up to them, you know, being quite close with them. So, you know, picking their brains about certain things and having those people around me just, just made it so much easier for me to fall into officiating. And then, like I said, so from that show, I ended up doing a couple of inter-club stuff, a couple of, you know, uh, some of the gyms would run inter-club because uh, amateur mixed martial arts was just starting getting to introduce as, as a rule set, kind of, so to speak. Uh, a lot of inter-clubs uh, I was refereeing as well. Uh, and a lot of local shows, um, and then kind of picked up from there to where I am today. So I was fortunate enough to do that, and yeah, I'm I'm lucky. But I had to definitely look in the mirror and give myself a talking to, as in MMA as a fighting for me, being a fighter and trying to make a professional career out of it. You know, it, it's it's not going to happen, and it wasn't for
0: me. So, but I was lucky that it's led me to the path that I am on now. So, yeah, good stuff. I think uh, you is. Guys- there's no end of people where you're in combat sports, especially, but in all sports, where you look at them and think, you know, they need to be a bit more honest with themselves and think about what yeah. they're doing. You know? um, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, do you still train, sort of MMA? Do you still oh, stay up the day? And I know you're
1: yeah, on day, I, day, but... Yeah, 100%. I don't train MMA. Um, as I, I don't partake in, in, in the, uh, in the sparring sessions. My, I've, I've taken my, Knockout blows and my um my hard hard sessions when when I, when I did used to fight. So for me and uh, now I obviously watch a lot of MMA even, even if I'm not officiating, especially during the times that we've had in the past year with with lockdown and COVID and you know not many not many events uh, been going on. I've been fortunate enough obviously to do uh, like of Cage Warriors and, and UFC, but you know still in between those times usually usually I would have like local shows that would be refereeing on whether it be from mma boxing uh kickboxing um it, it i've had to keep myself active as in watching many more fights watching not not just as a fan but as an official okay how, how would i move just visualizing a lot of stuff um and yeah i do try to stay active uh, I, I, I do my pad work i do my weights i uh, obviously does you know do my do my grappling side of stuff and implement it with, with a little bit of wrestling but as far as full MMA goes, no, I don't, I don't train full MMA, you know, I'll leave that. I'll leave that to the youngsters and the professionals who uh,
0: <laughs> who know what
1: they're doing, you know, um, but yeah, obviously it, it's good to stay active and good good to stay up to date with, especially on the grappling side of stuff, on the latest techniques and, and you know, uh, the, the submissions and what to look out for and what could be pulled off during an MMA fight, because that's very important, because as a referee, I need to be in certain positions, looking out for certain things, body languages, etc. So yeah, I, I think I think it, um, it's important, obviously, to stay stay in some sort of training,
0: you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you once uh, DQ'd a fire, didn't you? You was uh, squaring up. up so you... Yes, <laughs> yeah, and, uh... yeah, that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure if someone looks it up, looks it up, it's, I'm thinking a couple of years ago it was on put put on the top ten DQs or something. Someone had made up anyway uh, that got sent to me. Yeah, basically what happened, was the, the, the gentleman in question, my name is known, um, but the gentleman in question, um, he was fighting on five star. Uh, he was committing, like grabbing the cage. So basically in, in MMA, holding the cage to gain advantage or or, or, uh, or a position is illegal. So putting your fingers through the fence and grabbing onto it is illegal. And that, and, that, and that's part of me. And that's what was going on. He was holding the cage. And I warned him once, warned him twice, and I said to him, "Look, don't do that. I was gonna end up taking a point away." Yeah. As soon as I said that, he got he got he got angry and he squared up to me. of you know, effing and blinding, etc. And you know, you don't do that to an official. You know, you, you don't square up, especially when I'm trying to be as, as as calm as possible, telling you nice as possible. Look, don't do that again. Otherwise, I will deduct a point from you. And then after that, when when he just kicked off, you know, uh, uh, and he squared up to me and, and, and put a hand on me, then that, that you're you're DQ'd. I, they, For me, it wasn't even the fact that he was being the way he was being. It was like, look, we're here as 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 a sport, as a promotion, with a promotion I was working at that night. You know, you're here to represent. You got you got people watching this sport in 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 the crowd, on TV, online. And it's bad enough still to this day in 2021, it still gets a bit of stigma and still people use, oh, cage fighting is violent, blah, blah, blah. You know, for you to act like that inside the cage when when I'm trying to keep both fighters safe, try, try to make a sport as fair as possible and as safe as possible, for him to have acted like that, just, I was just like, you know what, not tonight, mate. You know, just bear off just uh, dealing with the situation and send him on his way. And that's exactly what happened and what I did. Um, and I was, you know, I was able to keep my cool, and I had my, you know, I knew exactly what I was doing and the reasons I was doing it. It's just a shame because it was actually quite a decent fight and a good fight. Um, but you know, that's water under the bridge. Moved on from that, and I have seen the gentleman at other shows. Obviously, I wouldn't officiate him uh, for for, uh, for those reasons again. But I've got no problem. It, it is what is. You know, some people say it was heat at the moment for him, but again, you do not. You know, an official is there. Um, for a reason you do not you know lay a hand or speak
0: the way you spoke to me so yeah definitely um yeah those situations obviously they're not normal so i, I sort of impress me when you don't get thrown by that because you know it's obviously not something you expect and you know no, deal with but, it like calmly and like you know follow but that, but that
1: goes yeah that that yeah exactly but then that goes back to ross of the days of doing inter interclubs, or doing a gym show, like you know, or, or doing a local show, where you would get not necessarily that situation, but you you know for for like you know if I, for example if you're officiating an
0: amateur fight. So do you think refereeing gives you that outlet? Because obviously you love the sport. Yeah,
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. I I love the sport. Yeah, it gives me that outlet. Even if I wasn't refereeing, I reckon I would be involved in the sport one way or another, like I said, you know, back, back in cage race days, I used to be fortunate enough, myself and, and a couple of the guys from who, who when we used to train at elite had the fortunate, uh, event of being able to work backstage, you know, walking out Anderson Silva to his fight with Lee Murray, for example, you know, that, that's quite a cool thing for me to do as a at the time, I was 18 years old, 19 years old to be able to do that and, and walk him out and, and having that, that experience so yeah one way or another i reckon i would have still be involved whether it be judging commissioning cut man i think i would have found something to do to be involved with this sport but just like i said fortunate enough to be wanting to do the refereeing i love the fact that i can keep the fighters safe and still being involved inside that inside the ring or the cage um but yeah I, i love the sport and not just mma i love combat sport i love boxing kickboxing thai boxing whatever it
0: is i love it yeah, so so uh, yeah. Should mention here, just for those who don't know, apart from all the Bama cage warriors, and, <laughs> you actually referee something far more important: <laughs> our, our white collar knights, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Your your, your boxing nights, uh, I enjoy. It. You know, you the thing is, there's there's you know, we with with some of the guys and girls you've had on there, because obviously uh, people, I'm sure, obviously. Should know and and and, and uh, if they don't know, they better know. Is that your gym? Obviously, you you train professionals mainly in stand up as well. I know you do have the grappling stuff, but your 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 Thai boxing and boxing base is is pretty solid, you know. Yeah. Um, and and the guys and girls that you guys match up is, is the fights. Yeah, you're right, you call it a, you call it an amateur night, but you know it, it's it's a good, well matched, a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a time where we've gone look this guy doesn't really match up with this one or this girl doesn't really match up, you know. Uh, uh, and, when, when, you know, if, if there was, you you would have pulled him yourself. You would have pulled him out of fights because I know you did a matchmaking. But it's always been well-matched and a lot of fun. And, again, going even at that level, Ross, and you've seen it and and you've seen it firsthand, you know, there's been times where I've stopped to fight uh, because the guy or the girl just wasn't uh, defending themselves or couldn't fight back. And I've had, you know, I've had the corner go, thanks, ref, appreciate that. Or the fire going, oh, cheers, ref. You know, I, I just wasn't in it. And I've had times where I've stopped the fire where the guys clearly getting battered. And then you have the corner going, ref, why did you stop the fight? Well, well, well. You know, it, it's always going to happen. You know, um, but yeah, like I said, it's it's a uh, I, I love I love officiating grassroots level, whether it be from uh, in, in in the gym at a leisure centre. Or to a stadium, you know, I, I, I love, as long as the matches are good, as long as we're match made and, and the fights are a good standard, then I'm, I'm happy to go. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I love it. I love giving back.
0: Yeah, just, uh, yeah, I think anyone listening who's thinking about the white collar or who's done the white collar for sort of, Yeah, you know, I hope they all realise how lucky they are to have, you know, someone so experienced as a, you know, as a referee, getting the same quality and as, you know, people getting on UFC and whatever, you right. know.
1: I appreciate that. And yeah. and and, 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 and right. I would say that I, yeah. I would say I would say this, Ross that even even on shows like that with, with with your show, more so because I know that the guys and the girls who, who come and fight there, they are not professional fighters. They they've got day jobs, they've got jobs that they've got to go back to on the Monday morning, they've got to go sit behind the desk or be a teacher or be a fireman or policeman, whatever it may be. I know they've got to get back to that. So my concentration will be exactly the same as I would give to any other fighter to any other event and, and to to their safety. So yeah, you know I, I appreciate what you say, and I, you know I hope that the guys and girls who I have refereed in the past and then think you know they were hard done by because I stopped their fights and or or, or because you know uh, I, I stepped in because they couldn't defend themselves, you know I, I'm there to keep you guys and girls safe so that you can go back to your families and for you to turn around and go do you know what because look I can't remember the guy's name I remember one fight on that show that uh uh, the guy got in done what he had to do he didn't win okay he didn't win I stopped the fight and I just said to him I said mate don't worry about the winning you came here you put yourself through the training camp you had a you, you gave it your best you just came short it doesn't matter, you enjoy it, and he thanked me. He went, Thanks, ref. I did, and this was this night will stay with me forever, even if he doesn't come back and do it again. He it's something that will stay with him forever, and I'm glad I could do that as opposed to letting him take the beating he was taking and possibly getting knocked out uh, or seriously injured, and for him not to want to go back to training, even you know. So, you know, yeah. that's that's my thought on it.
0: Yeah, I, I genuinely haven't um disagreed with any decisions you've made you know all the outcomes and, yeah. you know, and on top of that the most important thing obviously you've kept everyone safe you know yeah yeah it's been been really good been really good um so your your wife was a ref wasn't she Was she still does she still officiate, or is she not
1: really doing? My wife, it? no, 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 she don't ref. No, God, no, she doesn't ref. No, she that no. <laughs> no, she's time kept. Couple of times. Ah, uh, that's where I've seen it. Yeah, seen her there. I've
0: something
1: under. No, 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 no. God, no. Jesus, we now we've got kids to look after. Both of us were travelling at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll look after the kids. Speaking. No, 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 Helen, she, uh, she just taught, you know being a couple of events where we needed a timekeeper. And she's ended up being the timekeeper. And, you know, people go uh, – people think, oh, timekeeping's easy. It isn't, man. You've got, you've got to have two clocks going. Uh, you've got to be, have your eye on the fight the whole time because, obviously, if a referee calls time, you need to be able to see it. I know you know this, Ross, because, obviously, you timekeep at your show as well. Uh, you know, you, you've got to be on the ball watch, watching the referee – uh, officiating and, and, and seeing what they're doing, and you know if they call time for a foul, whatever it may be. So yeah, that, that's all she. Yeah, she, she's she's officiating uh, as, as far as timekeeping goes. Only two shows, three shows, but yeah, that, that's that's where you've actually seen the pictures from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, all right. So, uh, is there anything you sort of wish you'd known when you started out? It couldn't be for fighting, but also for officiating as well.
1: Um. Free fighting, I wish. Free uh, fighting, I, I wish I did concentrate back in the early days more on my um, groundwork. Because, um, uh, you know, not just the wrestling side, but the submission side of it. I wish I, wish I did take more interest into that. I really did like the stand up, if I'm honest. Uh, but I wish I did take more interest in, in, in the groundwork as much as I love it now. I wish I loved it back then. Um, but then again, maybe the the. the the ideas were different, you know, but people who trained and fought back then are training and fighting differently as you do now, you know. You know, So, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's one way and definitely 100% my cardio. <laughs> yeah. I wish i concentrated on my cardio system in, in the beginning of my career because, you know, at the beginning you think, oh, that's all right, I can hit pads for, for a couple of rounds. I'm, I'm good, no problem. When you get into that cage or you get into the sparring sessions, even aspiring sessions are differently, but when you get into that cage, that adrenaline dump, everything that that zaps your 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 your, your energy, you know, by at least fifty percent, you know, half it, you know. So mm-hmm. I, w- I wish I, w- I wish I wish I did down concentrate on that a little bit more back in there. As far as officiating goes, no, like I said, I, I've I've been obviously everyone makes improvements along the way. You do things differently. You may stand a bit differently now or keep your position differently. But like I said, I have been and and was fortunate enough and still am to have good guys and girls around me who I can look up to, who I can pick up the phone and give a call. Hey, did you think, you know, I should have done this or should have done that? Believe it or not, most of us officials, whether it be the judges, the referees, after every show, as much as people criticise us on our performances on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever it may be, we go back and we rewatch our fights. We rewatch the fights, whether it be from a judging perspective, and we'll sit down and go, Look, how, how did you judge this? Or why did you give you this? And we may not all agree or disagree, but we break it down. We analyze ourselves. We, we look into it now. Okay, where can we improve? Oh, yeah. Is that what you think? Okay, yeah, I might take that on board for next time. And same with officiating, you know. Sometimes we look, okay, maybe I should have been at this angle when that knockout happened, or I could have been a little bit one step quicker, or maybe I should have taken a step back and let the fight pay out a little bit more. Or, you know, so you know, we do look back on our work, we do, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're the most criticized person of our own work, you know, we criticize our own work much more than anyone else would believe it, believe that, you know. Um, so you know, and like I said. I wouldn't change anything. I'm always changing everything every day. Every every time I step in that cage or out of that cage, so there's always room to improve on you know on something, you know, I'm changing it up.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um have you, have you ever watched anything back and thought, oh you know, messed up there or could have done that way better. Um... Uh, there, there,
1: there's there's been a few fights. There's been a few fights so where I've gone, Ah, oh, maybe I could have stepped in a little bit quicker. I remember I can't remember the guy's name, there's a fight on Fight Star. Uh, a guy um, who got knocked out, and and the angle, I can't. Remember, he's, he's he's up against the cage. It was a TK, TK, so he was a TKO, so So was getting his eyes handed to him. And just as I was coming round the other side, he caught another shot. So I'd already changed my angle to come round from one other side to grab one view of, of of his eyes and and his body language. And as I'd done that, unfortunately, the other guy threw 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 another shot. And I had to come back all the way. Look like uh, I say it, it makes it sound like I was miles away, but to me, you know, making that quick one step is, is it has to be a quick, in a quick succession. Um, making that 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 one extra move, uh, I was like, shit! I could have been in there maybe one shot sooner. He didn't take, you know, it didn't didn't put his lights out. He didn't, you know, it didn't take massive damage. And you know, if anything, I think he thought, hey, maybe I could have let another one go. But in my eyes, I was like, ah could have stepped in a little bit quicker, you know. Or there's been times where I've stepped in and, and gone, maybe I could have taken a taken one step back, you know, you know to maybe, maybe just to make sure, double check, even though I know I don't but just maybe take a step back and let the flight fight play out a little bit more. But you know, it all comes. Oh, you know, it, it like I said, again, going back to doing the low you know, doing the local show and doing it, they, they're the places if anyone's listening and wants to you know, it is it, looking to do, be some sort of official, whether it be from judging, whether it be boxing, uh, uh, referee in boxing, kickboxing, MMA, or judging those shows, you've got to start at the bottom. You know, start in your local gym. Go and officiate some of the sparring matches. Go and judge some of the sparring matches. Yes, it's not the same kind of uh, uh, buzz and not, not the same kind of environment, but it's a start, you know. It's a start for you to be able to gauge yourself and be able to think, OK, this is where I need to step. Maybe I should let these shots play out. Maybe I need to step in now, you know? So, But, yeah, there, there, there has been times. And like I said, Ross, you know, we all, we all come away and, and reassess and go, OK, I could have done this better or maybe I should try this next time. So, if I didn't, if I didn't and I thought, hey, all, you know, we, we do perfect all the time, we'll be idiots,
0: you know? <laughs>
1: we'll be absolute idiots.
0: Yeah, for sure. When you watch the referees, it's... You know when they when the stoppages come, it's you know it's, you see how difficult it is when you know they're trying to judge it. You got you got to stay out of the way, you know. Yeah. Go, but then then you you can you know you can really see that you guys are you know trying to stop someone taking even one more shot than they they need to because need to. they dive in there because you're starting quite far back, really, aren't you? Yeah.
1: Worst worst I, worst like, uh, like some of the ones uh, I've, I've had fellow referees who, who've had who've had one where like for example the guy gets knocked down and he's, he's like knocked out halfway in the air, right? As he's going down, he's knocked out. And you're stepping in, he hits the canvas and he wakes back up. But you've already <laughs> stopped the fight and, then, and the fight, and then he's going, but ref, I was, oh, ref, I'm fine, I'm awake. And you're like, and you know, especially if you're at events where there's no like instant replay or big screens, you're like, you're like, fuck, like dude, like you was out, trust me. He's like, no, no, it's not until like a couple of days afterwards when uh, when they've watched it back or whatever, and they, and they go, oh, thanks ref, yeah, I see why I was out. But the best best thing is if there is a instant replay on a big screen, and you you know you've been at event, you've been at fights before, like whether it be an eye proke or a groin a groin shot. You know you got fans going, ah, I was never a groin shot. What the fuck? Why ref? Why did you call time? And they show on the replay, and you hear the whole stadium just go, ooh, you know, <laughs> and you're like, yep, that was a groin shot, my friends. <laughs> And uh, that's yeah, why I that, time and
0: stopped it. slow mo makes it so much easier. And well, of course God, the boy never taken a shot in their life to complain about stuff. Yeah, of so. course.
1: You know, like I said, they, they, you're going to have a handful of fighters who, who go, ref, why did you
0: stop that fight?
1: And and you also have a handful of fighters who afterwards come, come to the dressing room or you go and visit them in the dressing room. And they'll thank you for stopping that fight, you know. Yeah. They'll say, yes, ref, I was compromised, thank you. You know, I said, damn if you do, damn if you don't type of situation for sure and how,
0: how many times someone hit the hit the canvas and then they come straight down on the hammer fist that's yeah yeah and they, yeah. They, they slam their head do you think that, that they just didn't need to take that shot stop, no,
1: the, no, look man, the, the fire's got you know it says they're fighting until the referee says stop you know and that's why um, you know you can't it, 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 that's just the nature of the sport. It's a combat sport. It's going to happen. You know, uh, you, you fight, and you fight, and sometimes I've had you've had fighters who who've hit the shot, think they've finished their fighters, and they, they're walking away as if they've done a walkout KO. And you're like, hey, hold on, he's still in this. I've, I've I haven't stepped in. He's still in this. Why have you just walked away? You know, and next thing you know they might have lost that round. The guys, my other guy, who was on the ground or wasn't rocked. Managed to get a takedown and and, and finished the round strong and then with ground and pound or whatever it may be, um, but yeah, you know you got to fight until the referee says stop. But then that's that's another reason why you know I, I try to be so verbal inside that cage as well, not just for the fighters as well, but also for the for the fans to hear, you know, because you know on bigger shows you're marked up anyway, and especially on the commentary team, they'll be able to pick that up, you know, you're verbal fight back, show me your good, get yourself out of there, wash your fingers watch the grind strikes don't hold the cage, you know, or let's see some more action, always trying to be verbal as possible, just to cover all bases, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what was it like when you got the call to officiate for UFC? Uh, I don't oh, know. It was it,
1: yeah, it, 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 it was, it was, it was, it was, it was special, you know, it, it, it was, I think it was in the 10th year, no, 9th year that I was officiating, going into my 10th year. And, and, you know, like I said, you know you're, you're you're doing this sport now. Look, UFC is is like the bloody uh, like NFL or the Major League Baseball, of our sport. You know, it's one of the top top promotions out there, alongside the PFL or Bellator, or One FC, and to be able to do that in London, in London, in Liverpool, one of the bloody loudest places I've ever been to, especially when with Darren Till fighting and, and whatnot. Um it, it, it was the when the call up came I I knew I I was I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Like I had lucky enough, like I said, working on the show with like Leon Roberts, Mark Goddard, uh obviously Neil Hall rest his soul, uh and, and the judges that were there, Leffer B, uh, Ben Cartledge. I'd worked with them on other shows like Bama and stuff like that. So um and, and I knew I was in good hands. I knew the work I'd done; it was ready, and and, and I was just ready to go out there and, and just just show there's a reason I'm here, officiating and been given the chance to look after these fighters. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was weird. It, w- it was a surreal moment when when Bruce Buffer comes up to you and uh, he goes to you, "Hey Dan, uh, it's Moverhead here, right?" I'm like, "Bloody hell, Bruce! Fucking hell!" First time uh, you know, an announcer really has got my surname like to the T. You know, I was expecting some Mavidi, Mahavidi, some he got it right to the T, but like I said, Ross, the week before I was coming what event it was the week before, watching him on TV or on fight pass announcing some of the fighters in your next week. you know, he's announcing your name in, in inside the here inside the octagon, you know, for appreciating. Um but yeah, it, it was a surreal moment and and yeah, am I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And I'm grateful for the the opportunities I've had with the USA especially during the lockdown period of being able to go to Fire Island and, and, and doing the shows over there um, it, it's been pretty cool and like, with the likes of Cage Warriors as well you know, not many events as you know yourself running one as well and even owning the gym, most things have been shut down it's been a hard time for most people uh, like so I've been fortunate and grateful enough to be able to be in the
0: positions that I've been in. Yeah, yeah it's been tough times. Yeah uh- so what was a uh, what was it like? it was in Dubai when it? it was on that one. Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Abu Dhabi. yeah. Um. So what was that like? And, you know, obviously it was all must have been secure and all that. But how, yeah. how strange was
1: but it, The first,
0: the first, mean, look, it,
1: it it was strange for everybody because it was everyone's first time experience the the part me, um, doing the first four island. We had four shows. Was it four shows in two weeks? That's what it was. Uh, obviously, we had to quarantine 48 hours before here, 48 hours when we got there in the hotel. And then, yeah, once we was let out, it, it was good. You know, they had, they had the uh, areas all cornered off. You know, we could go to the beach and uh, enjoy the pool and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was crazy because you'd done, a, done an event on a Saturday, then we'd done a Wednesday, then we done a Saturday, and then another Saturday. And to do those those many events, doing four shows in the space of two weeks for me, I was wow! How lucky am I? You know, I, I would have been, you know, uh, looking. I was looking at maybe possibly two shows that year for the UFC. Uh, let alone doing four in two weeks, and, and and obviously the card they had on was was, was pretty cool. But yeah, it was it, the the procedure of of the COVID test, the 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 way we had to stay in our bubbles, the way things we had to do, the way we were catered for, shuttled, you know, here and there to the venue to the hotel. It was it was it was like nothing I would experienced ever. Amazing, you know. And they looked after us well. And, and again, fortunate enough, I can't keep, I keep saying this enough, but again, with the people that we was with, that's what it made it. That's what makes these, half of these trips and half these journeys, not necessarily the fights or the event. Sometimes it's just, just the people that you're with and the company that you're in and, and enjoying the experience or sharing it with someone, you know? Um, uh, so yeah, it's, it, it was fun. And it was hot, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't think like, you got almost like the best job, really, because you know, see you love the sport. You get to be in there, right in the thick of the action. You know, you got a really important role. You do like a really valuable job, and you get to be right there and experience the whole thing. But you don't have yeah. that sort of there's much pressure, I guess. You could argue is that some of the fighters, if you know what I mean. Um, obviously, you've got a, you can make a big mistake, and you might not ref again. But you know, if you're good enough at your job. You're good enough to get there, that shouldn't happen. And you know, you just get to be around it or enjoy it all and you know, in the sport you, yeah. you love.
1: Yeah, to to a certain extent. Like I said, when, when I'm in there, I'm there to do a job. I'm not fanboying out and, and daydreaming and, and I'm not watching I'm, I'm not watching the fight as a fight, if you know what I mean I'm not watching it like I would sitting there with a bag of popcorn and a glass of whiskey yep. on, on the on the telly. Um, but I am in there watching it for Trying to read the fight, trying to trying to work out. Okay, what positions I need to be in? What you know? Where am I going to be if this hits the floor? You know. So yeah, you're right. I'm there experiencing it, but a totally different. It's, it's it's a surreal experience being in 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 the middle of that, case, especially during the times that there was no fans. You know, even when we done Cage Warriors, there was no fans, and and, and even UFC, it, you can hear everything, like from the cornerman to the breathing of the fighters. To, it's, it's it's honestly it, it's a, it, that for me that was a different experience. I was like, wow. If I don't know whether I could, if, if 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 I would say it was less pressure or more pressure. I don't, I don't know with fans or without fans. Um, but you know, some of the fighters seemed to thrive on it with no fans. there and some, some didn't. You know, and then obviously you saw when they went back to Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago. You know, everything was amped up. You know, the fights were magnificent. You know, having fans there, it, 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 you know, to some fights, it makes that a difference. You know. Yeah,
0: definitely. It's I've been like watching a bit. You know, it's been like watching Elmer Fighter a little bit sometimes. Yeah. But that sort of feel about it, and it just doesn't feel the same. You know, even with you know some of the big names and that, it just it just doesn't feel the same. It Feels like training sometimes. Like
1: yeah, what's... yeah. But like I said, some some people some people perform you know perform better on that you know and some people. Crumble under pressure of of having fans there. So it, it all it's all preference, I guess, of of the fighter. You know what, what mental what, what mental state they're in.
0: Yeah, there's loads of uh, obviously you know everyone's heard about the gym fighters that look really good in the gym and that and they just can't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, and and see, but. It, but in that, that's that's also, you know, I'm not, not, not talking about like the high level of that, but even like the level where you guys teach, I'm sure you've got people in your gym where you're like, fucking hell, he looks solid on the bag or the pads or the grappling. And it comes training time, even, even even in grappling, it does not just in MMA, but I like mean, in jujitsu uh, fights, you know, the guy's tearing up on the mats at school, um, at school at the gym, gets to a competition and it just doesn't happen for him, you know, and and, and that's okay as well, you know, it. it but that's when you need to have that have that outlook and have that thing of like, look, this I uh, maybe maybe I'm just suited to to be great training partners for people and, and assist my teammates and, and be there or take a coaching stance or you know, whatever it may be, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think people don't appreciate I think you said about it earlier, but like with the cardio, you know, we've got people yeah. come to some of the white collar, this is more the white mm-hmm. collar. Um where you know, um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm I'm super fit. They don't really want to do the training, or they they bit um bit sort of flaky about how they come to training. But they're like, no, I do two classes back to back. I hit pads and all this, and they look fit, but it's such a different ball game. One hundred percent. one
1: hundred percent. This is why, like, I, why, why I like you. You know, when you when you guys put your shows on, you know, obviously you put them for a for a longer long period of training programs. You you. You make sure that you cover all bases. And obviously, it's only boxing, so it's, you know the 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 uh, there's only um, so much training as in um, concentration of like just hands. There's no kicking. There's no grappling. There's no it's so for some of the guys. I don't need to do cardio. Is is kind of beyond me, mate. You know, you have got you got all these training sessions given to you for periods of months before you know you you usually put one to two shows on a year and. For you not to train those months, not just for fucking fighting. how about just staying fit and staying in shape? And because you know, we've we've known people, and I know you've known people who, who've done the show and gone on to 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 become pros or become on become better things and enjoy themselves more. You know, it, it's crazy. It's like what the hell? Yeah,
0: yeah, for yeah, sure. Man. Um. So, so what? Um. What do you sort of think about the current state of MMA in the UK? Obviously, on the up. Obviously, you know it's been tough this last year and a half, but yeah. in, in general, general, the shows I, and the quality of the fighters now—I
1: and... think it's amazing. I think the 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 the, the quality of shows um, that that we've had, especially down. I mean, I can only speak I mainly cover south East, couple up north now and again, but um, especially now with the whole unified uh, rules of, especially amateur uh, rules, and and like I said, you no know, the shows that myself and, and the referees that I work with, if we are on the you know, we try to educate the promoter and say, look, this these are the rule sets. They have to be the rule sets that you fight under, whether it be from amateur to professional, these are the rule sets. Otherwise I'm not officiating, you know. Back in the day you used to go to a a show who who, who used to do amateur and it used to be like amateur A class, B class, C class, Z class, F class, you like, you know, used to be like, what the fuck? Like one am I officiating tonight? There's one, there's one unified rules of amateur MMA and unify the rules of uh, professional MMA. There you go. Let's, let's work with that. And majority of the shows that I'm aware of are using those rule sets. If they're not, they should be, and hopefully someone can step in and, and, and change them. Um, and most shows, you know, they, they have their doctors, their physicians, their, their medical team there as well, cutsmen, men, et um, And general matchmaking uh, seems to be uh, better. You know, obviously there's always going to be shows with certain journeymen on there, uh, but like I said, if, if I see a journeyman, journeyman on there now, I take myself away from that. You know, I, you know. Uh, it, there's, there's, there's been a couple of shows where we've done where, where the guy has turned up, he's fought uh, uh, the night before and he's tried to turn up the, the next night and the doctor that was at the show was like, hold on a second, I was officiating a show last night. I'm not letting you fight again. It's like, it's crazy, you know, If it happens but um, obviously if if there's anything like that happens on the show we we you know we try to eradicate that and say Look, no this fight ain't happening because it ain't fair to the sport it's not fair to the fighters you know um, especially when you get some fighters trying to pad out their records I mean what, what joy do you get out of being the shit out of someone who doesn't know how to fight or doesn't want to fight or is there to lose you know yeah. uh, what what joy what excitement do you get out of that you know uh, but lucky enough like I said Ross there's there's an amateur platform now where you can, you know, progress, you can get matched up fairly, you can uh, um, uh, 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 be, work your way up, you know, there's no need to pad out your fucking record anymore, you know, and, and then days of, because back in, you know, let's say eight, nine years ago when, when UFC was starting to come into Europe and when all the to happen and all that it used to be, oh, you had to have a, a win and 0 record, so with your 4-0, and 5-0, 6-0, even 2-0, and o,
0: you had to have an 0, no losses.
1: know fucking on no. Now, of course, people are going to go and try to pad out a record, do not they?
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, boxing suffers with that, doesn't it? Uh, that's why one thing I really love about MMA, you know, you can lose and come back and, you know, lose a few times and, you know, you'll still get you know, ranked and you'll still get a fair shot at the title if you deserve it. No one's going to Say, oh no, because you got four losses or whatever.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, but but even but even like with boxing, you know, I mean, I, do, I don't watch some, um, you know, I don't watch tons of boxing, and I don't, especially like the undercards because I know that's where it usually happens is on the undercards when they're trying to build up like, people's record or not. But like the guy, you know, it's it's boxing, you know, the guy, you know, the guy can carry you. It's 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 a diff. It, if you've ever, we were, I remember we went, we went, me and Sam, I say we. Sam and I went and went and watched the show. The guy had asked us to come and watch um, to see if we'd appreciate it. So we said, "Look, we're going to come and watch the show first, see how you run it, blah blah blah, what working's doing, etc." And when we saw, I uh, come, come about where the guy had come from, his journeyman, and it just looked awkward. You're like, you hold on, you're clearly here to lose, to pad out this guy's record from whatever gym it was. It you're either, you know, the guy could clearly put him away like with one leg kick. And it just looked fucking awkward. I was like, what the fuck is this? You yeah. know, like what, what the fuck is this? I've had it you know, early on in my career, in my in my appreciating career, when I used to do a local show, I've refereed a guy, I've, I've been known to me as a journeyman at the time. He took one leg kick and he went down. I went, mean, What the, I even you could see in my face if the video was there, I was like, what the fuck is this? I just waved off. I went, ah hey, mate, you ain't wow. fine. Like, what the fuck? Like you think I'm gonna let you continue fighting that performance? Whether you come here to lose by getting beaten up or missed out, like you've got no place for this. And I remember telling the promoter at the time, "Look, have these guys on here again. I ain't coming back up here. I'm not. I'm not coming back to to officiate here because you know it's not good for the sport and it's not."
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so what would you say to sort of some of our members that think about trying MMA? Sort of never done it before, doing it as a class, and then you know. Uh, or for self-defence, or maybe for fitness, or some of the younger guys that maybe see it as, you know, maybe something I can do, you know, don't really
1: like boxing? Do, I, think, I think do it. Find a good gym, obviously like yours. You've got a good jiu-jitsu program, you've got a good wrestling program, you've got a good MMA program, boxing, whatever. Um, Find find good people, and look, just take your time. You ain't got to be silly. You haven't, you know, got to um, uh, do do stupid stuff like, i.e., or, or you know, like sparring. You know, people trying to take each other's heads off. There's controlled sparring. There's heavy sparring. You know, just take it easy. And and there's a like I said, I can't keep uh, saying it enough. There's a, there's an amateur platform. So set yourself goals. Don't go. Oh, I want to be. I want to be professional by next year. Trust me. Just because you fight professional rule doesn't make you a professional fighter. You know, uh, especially monetary wise. Just set yourself goals, get yourself in the amateur rankings, get yourself having a good couple of amateur fights. And then if you think it's for you, great. Then if you think you want to turn pro, great. Because I also know people who just want to be amateur champions who want to just be amateur fighters. It's the buzz they get. Like I said, for some people, it's not even just about competing. Even if you just go to the classes, you're there to help your training partners out. You're there to help the people who do want to turn pro or amateur. And also... You get the sense of community, the sense of family, the sense of being around with other people, boys and girls, and, and sometimes that's all that's needed. Whether you're doing MMA, boxing, Thai boxing, just being a uh, part of a gym, part of a team, uh, enjoying this journey with with others, that that's what it's all about, you know. But what I would say is just just even if you're if you're training MMA, go and familiarise yourself with the rule sets, with the criteria, so next time you're you're competing, next time you're watching, you have an idea why a referee or why a judge has done what they have done or the scores they have given, they have given. You know, familiarise yourself. Because the amount of fighters also that are not familiar with the rule set. So that when you're in a cage and you're taking a point off or taking two points off or you're warning them about something, and they're like, oh, but ref, I did not Well, maybe you should though. If you're participating in a sport, you've got to know about it. It's like going, sending someone to... To come and I don't know, uh, lay some tiles on the top of your roof and they don't do it properly. But I didn't know, but hold on, I've just paid you to, or, or you're doing a job that you, you should know about. You should know what, exactly what your foundations are, what the rule sets are, and, and, and what you're getting yourself into,
0: yeah. And the sort of, you know, talking about you're there for your training partner and all that, and you know, the sort of the respect that comes with it and discipline 100%. It. I
1: know
0: you, 100%. I know, Pass your son. He does a lot. Yeah, of day, and I know yeah. you value that for the kids as well.
1: One hundred percent. And I like you know, like you and I, I, know your boy does it as well. And and it's a good. It's it's like I say to him like when he, when he's training, sometimes he doesn't feel like doing doing the jiu jitsu class you know, here. We started doing the junior uh, the cadets MMA because he, he obviously no headshots, but he like, he loves doing the MMA, the grappling, the body ground and pounding. But I say to you, look, if you're, if you're not feeling 100%, but you've got to think about your training partners. They're there for you when you're training, yeah? You be there for them, and especially more so for the adults. You know, you get some guys that I remember used to train, used to fight, and you wouldn't see them for three or four weeks, but then you had your fight coming up. Hold on, motherfucker. I've just helped you do your training camp. I've got my fight coming up. Where are you? Okay, take a week off if you need to. Even if you just turn up at the gym and give someone support and give a bit of guidance and help them out, be there for your partners. Like I said, uh, uh, an MMA family, a Jiu-Jitsu family, or even a combat sports family, your family, you're there together. Honestly, it's 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 a it's a good good people to be with, good community to be with, uh, and and you know it's some of the best times and best years I've had, and hopefully still to come. With with, with with the journey that I'm on with, with the people that I'm
0: involved with in MMA and, and, and combat sports yeah for sure okay Dan so I'll let you go there we'll wrap it up now I oh, yeah, appreciate um, that Ross right with anyone you want to shout out any
1: yourself you know your podcast for for having me on uh, I'll be sure to check it out and I hope especially during these difficult times because obviously people don't know we know each other outside this sport anyway because um, our boys used to play football whatever um, I don't know with the gyms and whatnot not, not hadn't been open for a while hopefully people get down there and support your gym as well and, and just get back training and hopefully busiest as ever and hopefully we'll have um, some shows to go on by as well uh, but yeah thanks for having me on thanks for um, being there and I just again as I always do thanks to Mall MMA for all my clothing sponsors and Vigorate for keeping me smelling fresh and clean <laughs> yeah
0: good stuff uh yeah thanks for the kind words and and if anyone wants to follow you and if you like yeah. that can
1: they do that just on on twitter i'm on the damn over any and same on instagram and facebook and I, all i would say is when people message me i'll try to message them back as much as i can and when i can uh, but yeah if there's any anyone i can help or needs any uh, guidance on rule sets or, or any uh, want to know about how to get involved in that may sort some stuff where I can I will help uh, but yeah in the meantime um, just everyone stay safe and, and enjoy hopefully coming out of this uh, this lockdown and being able to get some shows going and meet other more people
0: yeah for sure okay Dan thanks a lot mate I appreciate you. that mate cheers bye thank you